Welcome to the Rooftop Podcast. This is a special Afghan episode, and it's called Correcting the Record When Narratives Go Astray. And uh, this is one that I, like many of my podcasts that I'm doing these days in real time, I, you know, it's one that I didn't expect to do. It's, it's one that I need to do, though. And it, it, is, it, is, it is to straight up correct the record on a narrative that started out as a really, really strong, powerful narrative of combat veterans from across the country and civilian volunteers coming together to honor a promise to help Afghan partners find their way to safety out of Afghanistan in the final days before the U.S. left. Like, that was the narrative. Combat veterans coming into the arena to help honor the promise. And the thing is, it was done remote. It was done with cell phones. It was done uh, using chat options in, uh, in open source apps. It was not done in country. It was, you know, by design. It was never intended to be done in country. Now, that said, there were people who went into country. People like Tim Kennedy, former special forces guy from my old group, 7th group. Great guy. Uh, different thing, just a different thing altogether. He went there for a different thing altogether, you know, and, and somehow a lot. And then the other thing was people just assumed when they read James Meek ABC article or other, uh, initial accounts of these combat veterans, uh, in task force pineapple, uh, assisting their, their, their partnered Afghans. They just assumed that, that Americans kitted up and got on the ground and that's how it got done. And now what's happened is it's, it, it's all over the media that Pineapple Express or Task Force Pineapple dispatched former commandos into the city to rescue these people. And it's just not true. Like, that's, that's, it, it's just not true. And then some people say, well, that, yeah, but it's like a cool story. So why? Who cares? I'm like, I care because that's not what happened. And, and this narrative is about... Americans coming together for the first time in a very, very long time to honor a promise led by thousands of combat veterans who stepped up, got on the phones with their Afghan friends and became shepherds for them, became their eyes and ears, helped them realize that they weren't alone. But guess who the real heroes were? The real heroes were those Afghan commandos. The real heroes were those young girls from the soccer team. The real heroes were mothers carrying their little six-month-old infants through crowds of 30,000 people. The real heroes were Afghan special forces and Afghan interpreters who gathered up young teenagers who were separated from their parents and helped them wade through sewage-infested canals to find their way to freedom. Do you see what I mean? They're the heroes. They're the ones that were on the ground doing the deal. Americans departed Afghanistan. Now, granted, there were some other heroes too. There were American heroes on the other side of that wall. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Those Marines who fell, uh, the, 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 all of the, the, the combat troops that went into Kabul International Airport, absolutely. But, the combat veterans back here who got on the phones and worked the uh, facilitated the recognition of these Afghans to those troops, I guarantee you they don't want to be considered heroes and they sure don't want people thinking they were on the ground 
because they were simply playing a supporting role. But what they did do, I believe, was they represented the best of all of us. They represented, I think, what we all aspire to be as Americans, what we all aspire to be as citizens. Because everybody else was getting angry. Everybody else was really pissed about how this thing went down. And, and frankly, we were too. These are our friends. These are people we served with. These are people who laid their lives down for us in many cases. But the thing is, there was no room for that. There was no time for that, right? The hours were limited. So these men and women got on the phones, got on their chat rooms, and started working the connections they have and helping to guide these Afghan partners to places where they might gain entry. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Let me just get really clear about the, the essence of pineapple because it's all over the place, and I just want to be super truthful about it, right? The, the, um, the essence of it is a State Department email that goes out to an Afghan family that says, please come to the, Afga the uh, Kabul International Airport for flight out of Afghanistan in, to, in response to your special immigrant visa. We will need you to be at the airfield in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Like, how are you going to navigate your way through Taliban-infested checkpoints and 30,000 people in 30 minutes <laughs> with a family, with a young toddler, with 78-year-old parents, right? It, you're not. And that's the role these shepherds played. That's the role these combat veterans played. And they were fine to play it. They were, they were, they were great at it because they what? They knew who these people were. They knew where they were, and they trusted them. And if you lay that up against anybody else in country at that time, you're probably not going to find that. That was the value proposition that these men and women played, these shepherds. But they don't want to be, you know, assigned to some false narrative that they were in country because they weren't. The people in country were the Afghans themselves and the combat soldiers that went there on the other side of the wire. They were the participants in the arena. But those combat veterans who volunteered, who were the shepherds, whether they were from Task Force Dunkirk, whether they were from Team America, whether they were from Pineapple, or just any unnamed effort, they played a significant role in helping boost their morale and guide these Afghan partners through some very, very sticky terrain. And what it represents is the best in all of us, but it needs to represent the truth. And that's clear in the record. That's why I wanted to do this. I, I hope that you will share this widely. Um, my ask to you is like, if you, if you hear this narrative, it's not ill-intended. It's just how we are as Americans. We hear a story like this and we automatically assign the value that the people that did it must have been on the ground. But I think it's actually a, a testament to the friendship and the trust and, frankly, the skill sets of these very seasoned combat veterans who were able to literally affect the threat indirectly using long-range communications, right? This is what Green Berets and other special operators have been doing for decades. And, and, and I think that if you would just help me correct the record, if you would just help me share this, because it's important historically that it's remembered that way. It's important historically that we, we remember the, the, the troops on the ground inside Kabul International that we in the expeditionary diplomats, that we remember the, 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 the brave Afghans who endured through horrific Taliban punishment at these checkpoints and the American citizens who fought to get out, right? They, they are the ones who actually were moving on the ground along with our military on the other side. But, but the combat veterans, we were in support for that.
And it's important to know. It's important that history tells the story that way. It's important to me, and I know it's important to the, to the men and women that I've talked to, because this narrative is not about you know, the, the, the people that were on the phone. It's about how we came together and what we did to honor a promise. It's what our kids noticed, and it's what we'll be remembered for as a society. So we got to tell the story right. So please help me do that. If you see that, please correct the record. Because you know what? I like the story the way it happened. And I think most people will too. Thanks for what you do. I'll see you on the rooftop.